Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals, where crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs can learn and experience the art of crystal healing. In today's show, I am thrilled to interview the amazing Judy Hall. Now, you may know Judy as the author of the Crystal Bible series of books um, and also the author of the Crystal Prescription series of books, but Judy has actually authored over 40 books which I think is absolutely phenomenal. I have many, many, many of those books. I have always loved Judy's work, and she's just a phenomenal person and teacher and and mentor, really, in many ways. Um, Judy was also voted the 2014 Kindred Spirit, Mind, Body, Spirit Personality of the Year. She has definitely been recognized as one of the leading modern teachers in the crystal world. And I mean, she teaches many other topics as well. And the thing I love is that they kind of always somehow relate back to crystals and crystal energy. Um, Now, one thing I get really excited about personally is that uh, Judy and I actually share a publisher, Quarto Books, who published my book, Crystals for Energy Healing, um, has published a recent book by Judy, and that is what I really have the pleasure of diving into with her here on this interview, and I think you're really going to love it because it's all about crystal grids. So I am so excited to bring in this interview with her. I think that you'll really enjoy listening to what Judy has to share. She does a lot of amazing teaching about crystal grids and using them um, as kind of a way to create different energies in your space and environment. Um, And she also really talks about, you know, this concept of crystal grids and what they should or shouldn't be and, and how to really define what a crystal grid is. And that's one thing that I really love because there's a lot of information out there about grids and it's all really different. So I just love getting these varying perspectives and I really, you know, admire Judy very much and what she has to share about grids, I think you'll find particularly enlightening. Um, She also talks about the types of places of where, you know, setting up a grid may be beneficial to you, where you'll get the most out of it. Um, And also, some specific grids that she's created for different things, which I I found really interesting and insightful. I love kind of hearing what these amazing authors and healers are doing kind of in their own personal practice. So the book is called The Ultimate Guide to Crystal Grids. Check out Judy's teaching on it. I think you're really going to love this interview. I know that I sure did. Um, She has a lot to share, so much wisdom and knowledge. I will give you a little disclaimer. Uh, We had to do this interview over the phone because Judy does not get great um, internet connectivity, so please be patient with the audio quality. It's not the best, um, but we did the best we can uh, with her location, but really hang in there through the audio. She has so much to share. If there's something that you didn't understand, click through and check out the blog post related to this podcast 
because there's a full transcript of everything. So if there's something that you missed or you didn't quite understand, um, you'll be able to read through the transcript and make sure that you get that info. So without further ado, here's my interview with the phenomenal Judy Hall. Hello and welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast. I am so excited and honored today to be speaking with the amazing Judy Hall. And most of you are probably familiar with Judy, of course, because of her work on the Crystal Bible series of books, but she has just come out with an amazing new book all about crystal grids. So Judy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for asking me to. It's a pleasure. I'm just, I'm so excited to speak with you because this is, you know, a topic that has really um, become so popular just over the past few years. Why do you think there is this new and sudden interest in crystal grids? Well, to me, I mean, I've used them for many years, but to me, they are such a convenient way of generating energy. And they are somewhere to put your intention. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You can lay them out, set them up, and then they will work for you. And you don't have to keep paying attention. In fact, the more you can let them get on with it themselves, actually the more effective they are. So you recommend using them sort of as more of a, a background energy then? Well, a, a powerful running in the background energy is perhaps how I would describe it. And I think that they work on many different levels. So they will work on what we think we need. But also because crystals are sentient beings and they are very intelligent, much more intelligent than we are, <laughs> they know what we really need for our highest good and also what is needed around us for the highest good. So it's not just a question of, you know, when I set up a grid, what do I want? What do I think I need? I always try to work with the crystals for what will be for the highest good. Oh, I love it. Well. You know, I, I'm not putting myself aside in that, but I, if there's a bigger intention or a bigger outcome that they can bring about, I'm very happy to cooperate with them on that. <laughs> I love that. Um, Judy, you know, there are lots of definitions for what a crystal grid is or what a crystal grid should be. How is it that you like to kind of define a crystal grid? Yes, yeah, a tricky one, isn't it? Because people understand different things by it. <clears throat> for me, it's a, a pattern. And it's a pattern based on sacred geometry. And that in itself creates an energy, and then the crystals that go onto the grid work with that underlying pattern to bring energy into harmony. And it can be really simple. I mean, I was writing the other day about literally a two-stone grid, 
But it was actually two stones either end, <laughs> as it were, of an infinity symbol. Oh, beautiful. And it was round the immunity um, point on the chest. As you can probably hear, I've had um, a cough, and the, the English weather is not helping. We, we've got, <laughs> in this part of the world, rain, fog, and all the things that are not really good for breathing. Right. So I was setting up on me a crystal grid and was using... There's some new um, cherry quartz and emerald quartz, which are being called tangerine. And we found last year that if you put them above and below the heart, so you've got one on the higher heart chakra, one on the heart feed chakra at the base of the breastbone, it actually creates this infinity symbol that meets over the heart. And it's very good for strengthening the immune system. Oh, I love that. So let me ask you. It's lovely. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it it sounds wonderful. You know, let me ask you this. Um, So, you know, most people tend to think of a crystal grid as just being something that you would put maybe on an altar or somewhere in your sacred space. But in what you just mentioned, you're actually placing the grid on the body. How would you decide whether to use a grid on the body or just set up somewhere in your space? does rather depend what I'm doing. So if I want to balance my chakras, for instance, that goes on my body. Although if it's going to be inconvenient to have crystals on my body for very long, I might equally set up a chakra grid on a tree of life grid or something like that. But if I'm doing earth healing or sending energy to a situation like something simple like trying to find the right job and then to me that's something that I will put either on an altar or tuck away in a corner of the house and I use the feng shui grid to position the grid sometimes so if I'm looking for love it'll go in the love corner if I'm looking for money it'll go in the money corner that sort of thing and it is very much a question of where does it feel right to put it. Sometimes they go outside. You know, they go out in the earth as well. But at the moment, I have a grid set up on my dining room table. My dining room table rarely gets used for dining. Uh, <laughs> it's usually covered in crystal. Um, but I've been trying to stabilise a situation And I actually wanted to put it on the floor, but my great-granddaughter, who's four, was coming around yesterday, and I thought she loves crystals, um, but she also wanted to run around. So I thought, right, I'll put it on the dining room table rather than on the floor, and then underneath a great big piece of quartz, and then a great big piece of flint to anchor it to the earth. So that was actually working to stabilize the situation at a distance. Oh, I like and that idea. Ended up. Yeah, I love that idea Sorry. of using those additional kind of large crystals. Well, it felt like it needed it, you know? Yeah. I live on 
chalk and we have a lot of flint around here and so it is really my favorite anchoring crystal because all grids for me uh, to my mind actually benefit from being anchored into this level of reality even if you're bringing in very high spiritual consciousness as grids can do I still want to anchor it in the earth plane and anchor it to the earth because it's no good if it's floating a few feet above <laughs> the earth. Sure. <laughs> and I, I've been a lot of people who do that, but <laughs> also a lot of grids that you put them out and you look at them and you think, well, that's lovely. It's generating this lovely energy. It's bringing this energy in, but where's it going? Right. And it can dissipate unless you actually anchor it and that's what i use flint for so if for I go out the back garden and pick a piece up if i need it for those of us who aren't lucky enough to maybe you know have a large piece of flint out in the garden what are some other stones that we might be able to use to anchor that energy any of the grounding stones work really well so something quite simple like smoky quartz which is usually very easily available. Black tourmaline works well. Hematite works well. I've used bogey stones quite often. Oh. It's simply because they ground me, you know, and what grounds me, I feel, will ground a grid that I'm working on. But I love that sense of you add bogey stones or you, if you've got the grid around you, you put them at your feet, you put them in your hands, and they just gently settle you into the earth plane. I really like that. Um, let me ask you, Judy, quickly about your book. Uh, and so the book is called The Ultimate Guide to Crystal Grids. It's absolutely stunning. Um, but I'm just wondering, what's maybe one of your favorite grids from the book? One that you find that you use frequently or that you just couldn't live without at this point? Do you have one that you've shared as a recipe? actually they immediately come to mind the first one is safe space which is a very simple square grid with black tourmaline and flint just to create a safe space in which to work and especially if i'm doing readings or you know, spiritual work i want to be sure my space is safe and also i happen to live opposite a power station, so I want my space to be clear of EMS. So a very simple square grid with a, a grounding corner, a, a stone on each corner. But the other one that's in the book that I really love came about because I was in a, a second-hand shop, a thrift shop, I think you call it in the States. Yes, we do. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, a friend of mine was by, was looking for a frame and she actually wanted a frame to make a picture with stones from the beach. So she found the frame and in it was a very battered heart background. And she said, is that any good to you? And I said, oh, yes, you know, can't throw it away. You can't throw a heart away. And so when we evolved, um, Julia Sanima, who was, helping me set out the grids, got very excited about it as well. 
we had all these little tiny, really teeny rose quartz hearts that I'd bought thinking they were much bigger. But they were perfect with mangano calcite and a few other stones to outline this heart and to put crystals in that would bring in unconditional love. And I quite often set that up, you know, when the world feels a bit dark and dreary and everybody seems to be falling out and especially it's winter, you know, that, that sort of heavy energy. <clears throat> I will put that again on my dining room table because that's the spot where it won't be disturbed for a few days. And I just put that grid out. And even though it's a repurposed background that was a bit squirrely, <clears throat> it still shows that you can do a grid with anything. Oh, I just love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I would urge everybody <clears throat> to go out and find what really fires up their creativity for grids. You know, you, you can buy purpose-made grids, beautiful. I have some lovely wooden ones and ones on crystal plates, and they're, they're gorgeous. But you don't <clears throat> have to spend money. You can draw your own. You can find something in a shop that just makes your heart sing and add crystals, and there you've got a grid. Oh, I love that. I, You know, I just wanted to say, Judy, this book is absolutely stunning from the quality of the material that you've included, the beautiful recipes that you've shared, and the photographs are drool-worthy. I mean, these photographs get me so excited to go work with grids. I was so fortunate because um, Michael Ellis, who was the photographer of the grids, I've worked with him on the Crystal Wisdom Oracle cards and on um, other things that I've done. And he is able to capture energy. Not all photographers can do that. And so the actual grids have got the energy in the photograph. So I think that's what makes a book come alive. You know, you, you can work with some photographers who are concerned with the look of the thing. But when it's crystals, you want the energy. If that makes sense. Oh, it sure does. Being able to, to capture it digitally seems to work so well. I mean, with the, um, the crystal wisdom oracle cards, if we haven't got a particular crystal in the workshop, we'll just use the photograph, use the card and lay that on somebody, and they can feel the energy, which is great. I can carry a pack of cards with me and not have to take a great big suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me when I go to workshops. I usually have two suitcases, <clears throat> but I also have the, the healing cards for that reason, because there they are. They're just ready to use. Oh. And you can lay them in a grid too is great oh yeah absolutely use the cards and yeah in a grid pattern that's amazing mm. 
Judy, this is just, it's a stunning book. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about the story behind the book and some of your favorite grids that are in the pages. Well, I hope everyone will enjoy making their own grids as well. I'd encourage them to learn about grids by doing the ones in the book and then see where that takes them. Well, thank you. you. Use your own favorite crystals. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Judy. It was a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, too. Good to talk to you again, Ashley. You, too. So for all of you out there listening, I just want to encourage you to check out this amazing new book by the fantastic Judy Hall, The Ultimate Guide to Crystal Grids. And we'll have a link to that in the blog just below this podcast episode, or you can go to quartonose.com and find all the places that you can purchase this lovely new book from Judy there as well. Wow. Okay. Even just going back and listening through that interview again for the podcast edit, I had a whole different set of takeaways. I love listening to Judy. So I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show as well. If you want more information about anything that we discussed in this episode and for links to Judy's amazing new book, The Ultimate Guide to Crystal Grids, of course, you can get those over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, you can also subscribe through that link so you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.